Hello everyone, how are you doing today? I am Falasha Deosho coming to you from Falasha Deosho Global Ministry. I trust that you are doing very well and your week has been excellent week. Well, thank God for Easter. We are grateful for the death and the resurrection of Jesus that brought salvation to humanity. And my prayer for you is that everything that Jesus died and resurrected for, you will not miss in your lifetime in the name of Jesus. It's such a pleasure coming your way and thank you for stopping by to listen to this. And I say it will not be a waste of time for you in Jesus and because the Lord will reach out to you mightily through this medium in the mighty name of Jesus. I am a woman who is on a journey of purpose and I strongly believe that everyone that exists exists for a purpose. So it is important that as individuals we are conscious of the fact that we are here on purpose and for purpose and we find that whatever God wants us to do here and out and do your part because nobody has forever to live. I started a series and which is um, Matthew chapter 7 and today I'm going to be dealing with Matthew chapter 7 verse 2. Last week it was, I started uh, Matthew chapter 7 then verse 1 and it's going to continue to the end of Matthew chapter 7. So this is the second episode in this series. And today I'm going to be dealing with a topic called karma. Karma is, is a very common word that we hear around. What does the law of karma say? The law of karma says the law of karma, or it's also called law of cause and effects. It states that whatever thoughts or energy we put out, we get back, good or bad. Straightforward. Whatever energy, whatever thought that you put out there, you will get it back, good or bad. And you know what? Love karma is a scripture. A scripture, I will see it in Matthew 72. I remember when Peter used sword to cut somebody's hair off when they came to arrest Jesus. Jesus had to take the hair and put it back on the person. And Jesus warned Peter. He said, whosoever kills by sword, we die by sword. There is nothing that we do that goes just like that. We must be careful of our thoughts towards others. We must be careful of our actions towards others because whatever you do to others, you will surely get. Let me read Matthew 7 verse 1 to 2. And I'm doing uh, 1 to 2. And this is uh, the message version of the Bible. It says, don't pick on people. Jump on their failures. Criticize their faults. Unless, of course, you want the same treatment. That critical spirit has a way of boomeranging. I want to read again. Don't pick on people. Jump on their failures. Criticize their faults. Unless, of course, you want the same treatment. That critical spirit has a way of boomeranging. I explained my last episode as regards Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, that Jesus did not say that people should not be disciplined, people should not be corrected, people should not be called to order. What Jesus meant there was that we must not be critical of others. We must not be harshly judgmental of others. We must not be the person who rejoices when other people fail or they make mistake. We must not be somebody who jump on the failures of others or you criticize 
their fault and you now make that your own profession you you give yourself a ministry that Holy Spirit didn't give you the ministry of looking out for people's fault and i also said that what jesus meant in that place was talking about our our motive towards one another the motive when you speak to others the motive when you have to correct the motive when you have to address other people's failure and fault but it's not saying that we should not address people's failure we should not address faults that's why we have punishment we have discipline but he's saying that in addressing faults in addressing failures we must not be critical we must not be hypocritical our motive must be a good motive and so verse 2 is now saying that if you choose to be critical of people jump on their failures jump on their faults jump on their uh, 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 on their shortcomings and you become so critical of them so much that they feel so hopeless and helpless and useless and you make it look as if it's extremely difficult for them to have a way out of their failures out of their thoughts when you are done speaking with them i mean they they just they they they, they, they feel like they want to die your motive towards addressing their failures their fault is a very negative one jesus is saying you need to be aware because if you do it to them you will also get it back you must not make criticism your career when i see my neighbor go wrong i must discipline in love i need to criticize in love that's what we call constructive criticism we correct in love that's what the bible says we correct in love our criticism will be constructive criticism you must not be negative you must not be you know critical of others if you do it you will reap it and the funny thing about reaping is that by the time you will reap you will reap much more than you actually put in the ground so you have to be very careful you have to be very careful if you are you're a believer and you blackmail others when you know they are fault then it's an opportunity for you to blackmail them hey jesus is saying get ready you will pay back somebody in fact god himself <laughs> the the universe has been set in such a in such a way that you will pay for what you have done you will pay for what you have done and let me say this because jesus was careful and was addressing motive the motive behind what you do now it's been said that the motive behind whatever we do must be right you judge people you discipline in love you discipline heart of love and one thing that I've also seen is that some persons who are in position of authority and they want to discipline people because they are also guilty of certain things that were not known at that moment. They will come out as if they are, you know, great people, they are wonderful people. They, they are nice and when they bring somebody to them to be disciplined they do not discipline the person rightly they will say the bible said do not judge 
And meanwhile, the reason for what they were doing is not because the Bible said, do not judge. Because I've explained it in my first episode very well that Jesus did not mean that you should not discipline anybody. In Hebrews 12, 6, the Bible says, for the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. So if you're a child of God and there's no discipline, then you are not his child. You are not his child. So you will see people, certain people in leadership position, when they bring issues to them and they are supposed to, you know, discipline the person, correct the person, and our correction must be the one that will bring the person onto redemption. That's, it must be redemptive. That's why if your motive is right, you are doing it for, with the heart of Christ, you will know that it is redemption. The punishment of God, the, the discipline of God towards each and every one of us is unto redemption, not unto destruction. And when they bring a case to them and they are supposed to help that person, guard the person, discipline the person unto redemption, they will say, no, 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 leave the person. The Bible says we should not judge. Anybody that you do not discipline, you do not love. You don't, listen, you cannot love anybody more than God. If God will discipline us, if Jesus Christ will not spear, if he will discipline us, you didn't die for anybody. So there's no way you can claim to have loved anybody more than God. So if you do not discipline somebody, you are you are actually wicked. I'm sure you've seen parents who never discipline their kids. And you see the way the kids go. The kids, you know, get into destruction and the parents also die sorrowful because they didn't discipline. So discipline is part of life. Jesus is saying that do not be critical of other people's faults. Stop looking for, for people's faults. Stop looking for their failure in everything. Even when there is no failure, you're looking for one so that you can pinpoint this is your failure. If you do it, you will get it. Life has been set in motion to ensure you get it. Now I'm trying to say something which is very, very important. There are hypocritical leaders who are in position of, I mean, of, of disciplined people and they will say, no, no, the Bible says do not judge, so let's leave them. And the motive behind that statement or that decision at that moment is because they also know that they are, maybe they are guilty of that particular sin or they are also doing certain things that they know that are wrong behind and they are uh, uh, just looking for a soft landing so that the day their sins will come you know, to the public space Maybe somebody as we say, oh, let's leave him. You know, the other time he was supposed to do this to social person. He said we should let the person go. Sir, ma, if you are that person, you are wrong. That's not what Jesus is saying here, that it will be done back unto you. No, 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 no. God will ensure that real people, not hypo hypocrites like yourself, real people will come on your own matter and they will discipline you accordingly because your motive is wrong. And this is talking about motive. It must be a right motive towards other people, towards other people's failures, towards other people's uh, towards other people's faults. When you are done talking, let me read Colossians 4, 6. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each question. And this is not only about answering each question, even though this is addressing uh, answering questions when you have to you know talk to people and answer questions in everything we do when you have to even discipline people and you have to talk to them your motive must be redemption and if your motive is redemption your words 
we carry grace. Your words we carry grace. They will not listen to you and go and commit suicide. No. No way. And you, you, you are happy that after they finish talking to me, they want to commit suicide. When I'm done talking to you, go and commit suicide. I know I used to be there. I would feel like if I finish talking to you, you go and commit suicide. Now I realize that my mouth was not given to me to make people commit suicide. That's stupid. That's, that's Satan using my mouth, not God. When God uses my mouth, he, he, he uses it to help people. He uses it to build people. Even when they make mistakes, they are able to come back and correct themselves. So it is unto redemption. Unto redemption. So do not pick on people. Don't jump on their failures, criticize their fault. Unless, verse 2 is what we are dealing with, law of karma. You will also get it back. And the Bible now says that critical spirit as a way of boomeranging. Because when you allow critical spirits to dwell in you and allow you to manifest, it will boomerang. It will surely, surely, surely boomerang. So we must be careful. Don't if you have if you have critical spirits, maybe you noticed it yourself, or people have told you about it, you have to repent. This episode is for you. Because the Lord is calling you unto order and is asking you to stop it. It is not of God. Critical spirit is not of God. You must end it. If you do not end it, you will get it back. And like I said, when you will be getting your own, it will be multiple portion, not even just double portion. Press down, shaking together. You know, you understand? Overrunning. That's what you will get. And it will be too much for you to bear. So you need to get that critical spirit out of your life. It is not our profession to be looking for other people's failure, looking for a way to blackmail people and put people to shame. In fact, when we see other people's fault and failure, aside the fact that we, 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 we correct with discipline in love unto redemption, our motive must be redemptive. Our motive must be out of love. You know, we also go you know, into the closet to pray for that person, to shed tears on behalf of that brother, of that sister. That is our duty, the Lord. Look at my brother's falling, look at my sister's falling, help them, strengthen them. Whatever I can do to help them up. That's what the Bible says. When somebody falls, you pull that person up. You don't match on them. You don't find it an occasion to rejoice or to go all out and destroy them. I pray in the name of Jesus that these instructions will do you good in the name of Jesus. And if you are someone who has a critical spirit, today marks the end of critical spirit in the name of Jesus. That is not a spirit of God. It is not of God. Jesus has warned you. You will get it back. Shaking together, pressed and running over. That is what you will get. So don't sow kind of seed you do not want to reap. That spirit is not of God. Get out of that. It is not of God. It is not a duty given by the Holy Ghost. It is a duty that has been given by the devil. Our motive towards others, failures, faults, whatever shortcomings, weaknesses, must be good, must be of love must be of redemption. 
Hallelujah. And that's what the Bible says. So by Friday, God's willing, I will be dealing with Matthew chapter 7, verse 3. So I come here again. I'm Falasha Diosho. Keep living by purpose. Thank you. And in case you want to reach out to this ministry, God is, you know, taught you to, to then to, to, to support us financially so that we continue to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. The, the, the phone numbers are 081391513333 or 0705404989. If you're calling from outside Nigeria, please just add plus two three four. And the email address is fo ministries2020 at gmail.com. Thank you and God bless you. Amen.